Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to We Are Doomed, a Soccer Rangers podcast where we focus on conventions, cosplay, and nerddom in general. Who are we? Well, I'm Cole. I'm the Green Ranger. I'm Robert. I'm the Red Ranger. I'm Tyler. I'm the Black Ranger. And I'm McKenna. I'm the White Ranger. Oh, look who's look who's what? back. And back. What? From out of space. See, this is what happens when you get lost in the void. You have I to know. You really stop. It happened to, to get this time, too. I we need to like have a guide rope from here to the exit to the void because no, if there's anything we need to do, it's to go unlock the liquor cabinet in the corner. Liquor? I don't even know him. Yeah, I bet you don't. <laughs> I bet you don't. Well, uh, it's if a, I knew uh, her, I'd liquor. But what about our beaver bartender? Beaver? You yeah. beaver? You brought her? It's a the bartender is a beaver, uh, and specializes <gasps> in liquor. So it's a beaver liquor. A liquor beaver. A what about the beaver. janitor, though? I'm pretty sure he's a moose. No, no, no the moose are outside because they're the, the ones who always bring me back here. We don't or talk that... about what the janitor looks like. Just you don't <laughs> you don't look at the janitor. Just don't do it. Sasquatch. You take a picture; it's always blurry. It's the janitor, right? More yeah, about Cthulhu-like people. being, sure. <laughs> <laughs> the last person who tried to look at the janitor. Uh, Got lost in her. Has become one with the janitor. Has been incorporated into the janitor. So we assume no one else was there looking at them because they would. Because then they would also be assimilated to the the janitor. Yeah. See, I've become one with the void now. I know the void. It's it's the uh, hypothesis we have right now. Hmm. Okay. Well, we'll work off that. It's like the working hypothesis. That yeah, you know Cthulhu. Cthulhu. <laughs> if we say his name three times, will he pop out of the mirror? Maybe. Nothing. That'd be cool. God, what the hell? I was watching. Uh, oh, I was watching Ludicrous video, and that was the thing in it. It was uh, how low they say if you can get low enough, Ludicrous jumps out the window or jumps out the mirror, and it's just like. What else did I watch? That was also another one. It was uh, the Bloody Mary one, but then it's just a Bloody Mary appears, and you're like, oh, sweet, and you can drink it. <laughs> I would like that. So, I think you've had topics. enough already tonight. Topics. Okay. Yeah, topics. topics. Um, topics. First, okay, hold on. Paul's at his station, so we're good to go. Paul? Um, yeah, don't worry about that creepy, that creepy set of eyes that we've been uh, going and seeing, watching us while we've been doing this. Apparently, we had a sound engineer. Oh. He's just been hanging Hi, out. I we salute you too, sir. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Um, so what are we talking about today? Well, so here's... here's I kind of just landed in my chair, so I'm not really sure exactly what we're doing. Guess, guess what is back on TV? Um, Samurai Jack. What? Yeah. Samurai Jack's back. Oh, that's cool. Did he get back to the past? No, he didn't. Son of a bitch. So, as we've talked about before, how that um, one of our one of uh, the we've always had those TV shows that uh, felt uh, ended too early. Could have gone on much farther than what they did. And Samurai Jack was on there because that was the one I always brought up because I was like, oh, uh-huh. I would love that show if they brought it back. 
And apparently a lot of other people agreed with me and they brought it back. So um, I don't know. I feel like this is a trend that is happening a lot with this, with our generation and this era, because there are tons of video games that are getting HD remixes and coming back or getting sequels. And it's just like a lot of games from and TV shows from our childhood that we really liked and kind of ended uh, now that we are all adults that have disposable income, we are now like kind of have a voice and we can say, hey, bring these back because we would totally watch them. And people are listening and going, okay. Or, or they're the nerds that grew up with the disposable income and say, hey, you know, it'd be cool. Let's bring this back. And then with their money, they make it happen. Yeah, that's another one. Yeah. yeah. Fudge. Yeah, I guess. Uh, is the They were all like in our late 20s, early 30s, and we're in the industry that we really liked and now can get a, get a stuff that we liked from our childhood back. So it's, it's, it's really, millennials are nostalgic. We're the nostalgic generation. We like the things from when we were young and we're trying to bring them back. And now that we have a lot of things, a lot of, we're in the position to do so. So speaking of, of nostalgia, um, going on right now is a live, a very important live stream on Twitch right now. As wow. we record, as we record, that has been going on for recording. People at home could go back in time and go. No, they can't do that, Cole. No. Well, 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 they can go back and Get watch a bunch point. of it. Get but point. anyway, currently being hosted by Twitch Presents is the entire series of the Power Rangers. Oh. Yes, for. Never mind the fact it's on Netflix. <laughs> well, yeah, that too. But I'm just wanted to bring that up because of uh, the movie, and that's yeah. another thing. That there, there's another point. There is another reference to this. Is that they were coming out with that? I don't know if that's to bring it back because of uh, our generation also being this age and wanting to see Power Rangers or be brought the fact back. That Hollywood I, is in the era of remakes, but yeah, no doubt about that's that also part. part of the situation. I uh, this is kind of an interesting one because I listen to a lot of filmmakers talk about the current state of Hollywood, especially with Blomhouse and the last couple of films that they've done making just ass loads of money compared to their production budgets because they have cut so much of the Hollywood uh, uh, the Hollywood studios out of the process on there. There is so much demand right now for anything that is proven to have worked. The interest in new ideas just isn't there in Hollywood right now. And that goes for both animation, that goes for television shows, it goes for movies. So I think part of it is, or I should say part of the reason why I think this is working is, yes, this current generation is very much into the nostalgia factors. It we love seeing this stuff coming back. It's like, oh, it's familiar. It's good. It's nice. The other thing is Hollywood doesn't want to take any chances on something that won't make money. I mean, you go and see on how there's a lot of films that come out that's like, oh, we spent $150 million to make this film. It returned $30 million in its opening weekend. And that yeah. was the only one that made any money. Mm-hmm. The interest in new ideas just isn't there, unfortunately. Anymore. Yeah, the new ideas come from the independent film engine i'll probably yeah. put it that way and that are taking chances and then hollywood sees that oh this idea has sold or flopped 
but if it is sold then as an independent film then they'll make a something similar themselves and market yeah. it. I guess yep. in an independent market it's like either it grabs or it doesn't. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. There's less risk for things. Yeah. And well, that that's really what's driving this more than anything yeah. else in media is just Nobody wants to deal with the risk or, anymore. Or the crowdsourcing of an idea. Because mm-hmm. there's been many films lately that have, or film projects that have been crowdsourced that then, because they made their budget from crowdsourcing, you know there's going to be at least that crowd that gave 20 bucks a pop or whatever will at least be the audience for the film that they want to see. And yeah. so floating an idea out there with the crowdsourcing will at least give you an idea whether it's a good idea or not. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a good way to, it's, it's what a lot of big companies have now used to uh, gauge interest as they say. Mm-hmm. Well, especially um, with video games these days. Yeah. With uh, the two, which is it? Uh, I know Psychonauts two, that was a big one like that. Whereas where double fine put out the, kickstart for it and they're like hey if this is something you want then uh fund it and then we'll get understand the uh interest for it and yeah it's uh it, it got a big pump like that um what was it uh the other one was um shoot what is that uh well, there's a couple of them that are you know in the production slate right now but i mean like mighty number no. nine was another example of that although yes <laughs> yeah I don't know if that was a flop or if that's exactly what they wanted, though. I because uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. Even even I the creator is just too hard. It's like the, extremely hard. Yeah, I mean the creator's voiced his disappointments on how the project ended and all, but I mean I don't think anybody's really going to argue the fact that uh, this, they didn't really Did deliver on this one. Of an idea for what they could just do, for your guys' or... information, by the way, they're currently on Zio. Okay then. I just okay. wanted to. I, I went and looked, and I had sure. to wait a few minutes until the first morphing sequence of this particular episode. Oh. <laughs> yeah, because I, uh, I couldn't remember what what these monsters were. What was it? What was it? The uh, um, shoot. What was the name of that video game? It was the third one. It was the uh, dude. I can't remember what it's called, but it's it's it's, it's the and. It was that Japanese game, and they're kickstarting for the third of it because it actually is a trilogy, and the game's technically. Oh, Shenmue. Not. Shenmue, there you go. Yes. And so that one was like kickstarted through Kickstarter, which is kind of a weird thing. But it, I, that was the same idea as to gauge interest is like, do people want a Shenmue 3? Yeah, but that's kind of an interesting one because that uh, ukulele, uh, Bloodstained. Yeah, all of the all of those games started on Kickstarter. Well, I shouldn't say started on Kickstarter. They started with independent development, and then they used Kickstarter as a way of going engaging number one fan interest and number two to go and have something they could go and bring to investors to get more money coming in. Because none of those projects mm-hmm. have really been fully funded by those programs. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, See, that, I think the problem that's a great with thing. Kickstarter is you never really know how much you're actually going to need. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can have a really good guess, and that's what you can ask for, but well, you never really, I mean, you can run into, anything. yeah. Yeah. But I so mean, that's like, you, you make a prediction of how much funding you need to make something, 
and then that's what you get. And then what? What? Yeah, what happens with the problem with Kickstarter is if it gets overfunded, where all of a sudden they get double the amount they asked for. And like, oh, okay, that uh, means we can do component. something a lot yeah. more um, detailed, more with the money. They, it's they the try producer's dilemma. It. Yeah, and then that's when it like floods out because they're like, oh, that means we can do something bigger. And then they try something bigger and find out they didn't have enough funds for that. Mm-hmm. Then yeah. the whole, they overreach. Yeah. Or the producer's dilemma we're going to set out to produce a flop because we'll get all this money and we'll double sell it. <laughs> But we'll produce a flop so we don't have to send it, give it back. Shit. And then not, not even that. Uh, what is it? That's basically what's kind of happened with uh, Day Z, where mm-hmm. it, it got funded 100%. And basically, that he's got the money. Um, and then the game, I haven't really seen much from it since then. I hear it's still really kind of broken. Yeah, but, I think they had an official release for it, didn't they? Maybe I haven't heard anything, but it's it, it I'm gonna got look it up. I'm gonna look it, it got up. funded to the point where basically, yeah, they made all their money on it already, so they could like stop working on it and have already made profit, and it wouldn't matter anymore. Um, oh, it was uh, sorry, it was an early alpha. Really, it's still in in alpha in yeah. as of from 2013, the yeah. day before yeah. my birth, December 16th, 2013. Mm-hmm. Um, just for anybody out there looking for an interesting YouTube channel to go and check out, uh, there's a channel by the name of Larry Bundy Jr. with a guy that calls himself Guru Larry. Uh, he's been going and doing a series called Fact Hunt recently, uh, where he's going into clarifying urban legends and video games and whatnot. And they've come up with kind of an interesting thing. He's teamed up with uh, Snopes Video Games and did... Uh, a two-part series on video game Kickstarters where developers ran away with the money. And Hmm. it is one of the most fascinating watches that I think you can really see because seeing how this stuff was presented, how it was marketed, and how it seems like a lot of them started going and trying to develop something and then either just gave up because it proved to be too hard or just intentionally misled people going and using... uh, the most basic of doctored material to make it look like they were actually developing something and just ran away with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's exactly what it that, is. That's it. On the consumer side, consumer beware on your Kickstarter-ness. Well, that's the whole part of it. Like, that's investing. That's part mm-hmm. of investing is like uh, mm-hmm. some investments die. It, it's, that's the thing with Kickstarter is people don't understand that you are now becoming an investor. You're not buying a product. You're investing in something. Mm-hmm. And sometimes those flop. You're going to lose your money. That's what happens. But people go, oh, I want my money back then. It was like, no, it's... That's, it's that's the way it works, guys. It's, yeah. It flopped. They ran away with it. Um, in those cases, that's fraud. Uh, mm-hmm. Like a situation that happened. Did you ever hear about a 3D printer uh, Kickstarter program? I where, think I know what you're going to Are we talking about the peachy printer or whatever it was? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know. Uh, that was actually like two guys in our city. Really? <laughs> yeah. Because I hear about oh, really? that. And it was like, it's from Saskatoon. I was like, I know where that is. I live there. And they, <laughs> the dude, what he did is, one, it was two, two people. It was a pair of guys. Um, and one of the guys embezzled all the money and spent it on building a house. 
Um, yeah. So basically one of the guys stole all the money and just built the house with it. And so there's, I think you can, I don't know if it's like out on an acreage outside the city. Mm-mm. I don't know which direction though. We can probably, Aberdeen, I can probably drive out and find it. <laughs> probably out towards Aberdeen, if I'm assuming, or maybe Warman. Oh, I don't know. It literally can go any direction. But basically, yeah, he bought a lot outside the city. Where how our province is set up is we got the city, and then outside the city, there's lots of different acreages because it's all flat and farmland. So you can you can buy a lot and build a house on it for cheaper than what you can buy a house in the city for because that's what it is. Because duh, you're out in the in the country. There's not the the amenities that exist in cities. That's yeah. general. Like it's not bad. Like uh, yeah. the amenities that you need, you can still be pretty far away from the city and still get city water. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, but yeah, it's you can get rainwater. Just yeah, driving the, the city. The only thing is distance. It's like just driving yeah. in the city all the time. The convenience of yeah. But like other things is like a lot of people. They have they they save so much money on building on buying the lot and building the house out there because it's significantly cheaper. Is that their houses are like three times the size of the house you can buy in the city, and it's got mm-hmm. more luxuries because they save so much on the money on everything that they can spend it on these luxuries. So mm-hmm. the only thing you have to worry about is just being outside the city, and so like a half an hour to fifteen minute drive there or back. Things like groceries or such. So, oh, that's cute. random Canadian fact. Take a drink. Boom! Right there. Oh, half an hour to the city. Fifteen minutes to the city. Oh, that's cute. Mm-hmm. I don't know, how far was wall time, Cole? I used wall to live time? in a place where the yeah. nearest Walmart was an hour away. I so. can't remember what wall time is. Far away it is. Oh, where the where? ambulance would take an hour to get to your house. Oh, Warman. Uh, you, mean, you mean Warman? No, it's wall time. Wall time. I don't know where. how long. Warman's like only 15 minutes away. 15 minutes? Yeah, about that. Maybe 20? Depends how fast you drive, I guess. I do it pretty quickly in the Camaro. <laughs> oh, Walden. Oh, there we go. I was miss. It's 57 clicks north. Okay, so... Yeah, 30 minutes. So you drive, because that's going to be highway speeds at uh, 100 to 110. Is on the same Cole, highway as Warman? our American friends who think our Canadians are speeding. Fuck, this is... Oh, it's up the Martinsville Highway. It's up the, up the, up the 12. I'm not saying they aren't speeding. I'm just clarifying. Up to for... the 312. And then up to the 312. Okay. Yeah. It was offshoot. The... Okay, I know that. It's past Hepburn. Yeah. Hepburn and... yeah, okay. So, um, with that situation, is, yeah, no, that, that shit happens all the time. Is like, it's, it's a great way to con people out of their money. Because mm-hmm. it's, like, it's like any other con. Mm-hmm. Um, like but. I said, buyer beware. Yeah. Actually, beware. there was there was another there was actually a similar one that both me and Tyler were interested in about a year oh, and a half yeah, ago. Another one is is the uh, it was a, it was um the video game a, woke, a video game a video game bar that w- that this guy wanted to start up. 
or an arcade bar or whatever the heck it yeah, was. It's like a fantasy RPG kind of tabletop bar. But yeah, but that's another one that kind of just went off uh, went off on a tangent. But we've kind of gone off on a tangent here, so yeah. That's well, that's another guy that's just like he's a guy that's notorious. Got my money. I got my money back though. <laughs> I never got my money back from that. I got um, mine. Jeez. Because I, I I messaged him and then I just stopped getting any answers back and it just. I can't remember if I went to the actual bank. I was like, "Hey, I need. I just cancel this, please." Oh, that'd be a way to do it. Yeah, it's just to report that as that situation, and they would pull yeah. it back. Yeah, I can't remember, but I know I got my money back. But anyways, moving on. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, uh, things that have come back. Yes. <laughs> or or things that we wish would come back. No, oh, that list is way too long <laughs> and legally um, questionable in some places. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. Teen Titans, but the original, not the this is but how it came back. Yeah, not go. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> go can Teen just Titans go. Go with go with go can go. I have so many conflicting feelings when it comes to Teen Titans Go. Didn't they have an episode? Where it was like they even made that joke of one one of the bad guys just like uh, um, somehow broke broke the fourth wall and like even showed an episode of them being before. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean yeah. that is the most spiteful group of writers I think that has ever existed. All I know is that every single person who I've ever talked to about Teen Titans Go has said. Screw this! This is garbage. We want the old one back. The old one was way better. It was. Yeah. yeah. Oh no! I don't think anybody would argue that. Like I, it's funny writers, because my roommate no. from across the room was like, "Yep, yep, yep." Yeah. <laughs> even the writers of the of Teen Titans Go fully agree that the old one was a better show. The problem yeah. is, and this is the thing that drives me nuts. People are actually still watching Teen Titans Go just so they can complain about it. Stop watching it! Or it's at least artificial. watch it illegally, people! <laughs> yeah, seriously, it's just... <laughs> people are actually giving it airtime. Yeah. They're no, giving, they're giving it the numbers. They're giving them, yeah. <laughs> like, seriously, that's exactly what it's turned into. SpongeBob started off with good intentions, much like the original Teen Titans did. It had a place where it was going to end. Then... Somebody had the bright idea, hey, this was popular, or this was popular, we should try to keep this thing going without the original writers, creators, designers, editors, all of that stuff. Like, okay, let's try another season totally... of Spongebob. Oh, let's go and try some mini-episodes of a chibi-fied version of Teen Titans. Oh, people like this. All right, let's run it into the ground. So they got two producers who had never seen an episode of the original Teen Titans, got the, her, uh, got the green light to go and make a series out of it with low-level flash animation because it was super cheap, got the original voice actors back to make people think, oh, it's connected to each other, even though the producers had the original intention of having it being a completely separate thing. Mm-hmm. It's like had they not had the original voice cast and not used the same character designs just in a you know sort of chibi fied format, I honestly don't think that this would be as big of a deal. 
Oh yeah, like, yeah, like and, there have been so many reboots of other things since like, okay, I don't like the art style is, okay, I don't like the writing of this. But at least it was its own thing. This one, the original producers, who are now not even with the show anymore, try to do something different. The guys at Warner Brothers told them, eh, we If you're doing this thing, we have to be involved. Yeah. yeah, we have the original voice acting cast still on contract to do this stuff. Why don't we go and use them again, and we'll go and use old character design and models, because you guys don't know what these characters are like. Uh. It's just... It, this is the most fascinating thing to me because, in some respects, I actually want to defend Teen Titans Go a little bit because it started off with a different intention than what it's become. Unfortunately, yeah. then I also want to go and scream about it because it has become the most spiteful show on television. Whether it's the episode The Return of Slade where people thought, oh my god, is Slade actually going to show up? Is there actually going to be something good in here? Maybe, maybe, maybe. Nope, nope, never showed up. Slade never made an appearance in the episode. Called the return of Slade, teased him coming back, still never been in the show at all. Drove people absolutely up the wall. Went and made an episode about the one fan that's actually watching the show because he likes it. And went and mocked everybody that's been bashing it. Ugh, just so angry. The, th- the thing is, a lot of people like have actually blamed the voice actors for the how bad the show is. I'm like... You can't blame no. them. That, that's like blaming the actors for Avatar The Last Airbender. Yeah. It's not their yeah. fault. They're just what doing the their job so they can survive. Yeah. The, the live action, not the animated. I'm yeah. not comment there. But yeah. No, that was all that was all M night. Yeah. Yeah, no. How much do you want to bet that Shamalong and Ding Dong never actually watched an episode of the other? Of, oh no, uh, huge fan of, of Avatar. Avatar. No, he's oh, what, really he's a huge fan. He used to like the only oh, yeah. reason he did it was because he used to watch it with his uh, with his, his kids. His, uh, oh, yeah, geez. his kids. Yeah, no. I mean, actually, I I'll give him a little bit of credit, even though it was a bad movie. At least I can go and say he, he tried, tried to be faithful. Yeah, it like it was work. too cartoonish for the medium and all that stuff, and it was uh-huh. way too long. He tried to cram too much into one movie, but at least I can give him a little bit of credit because at least it's clear he watched the original source material. He was never the right kind of director for it. Definitely not the right guy to pen it. Yeah, but at least I can give him a little bit of credit in that one because as bad like, as it I, is, I would definitely say it, it's Avatar in his style. Yeah, exactly. style is the wrong style for Avatar, but exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's you know, credit where it's due. At least he actually understood the source material. The Teen Titans Go guys do not contrast that with the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that's on Nickelodeon. Oh my god, you can tell that that was done by guys who actually watched the original show. You know, they were fans of it growing up, and now they're going and making something that is really good and faithful to the original while being new all in or all to itself. That's great to see. Teen Titans Go, not so much. Why did that one have to come back that way? Who oh, knows? studios! Okay, Ugh. I'm done. It's it's weird. Yeah, it's one of the ones that... Yeah. Yep. But yeah. TV shows... They make they make weird things like there there's it seems to be what the TV shows we want never stay and the TV shows we don't want stay. Yep. Yeah, just how it is, because maybe it's mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's probably the case of like uh, the shows we want never feel like they're long enough, even though they do get 
a uh, huge amount of seasons or episodes or anything. Um, but it just, it just being that quality, it's just like, I want more of it. It's not enough. It's never enough. I have this, I have this feeling that once or, or, the new series of like uh, this, once the new season of Samurai Jack is finished, people are going to start bitching again. I have this um, feeling. Uh, it depends how they finish. If they finish it, because that's the whole thing that happened with the first one, is that the last episode was uh, an episode by itself, and then it was just done, and it was just like life goes on, and it was such a shit ending no it was just not an ending it was just like it just wasn't finished it was just it was basically another episode yeah Um, it's just like a regular episode like it was a one-part episode that you would see in between there as a filler episode uh compared to the other ones that have more plot to them uh, or more more of the overarching story uh but it was just like a regular filler episode and then that was it it was done it was like yeah it it got Hours. cut off as opposed to finishing the story. Yeah. 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 So. And I mean, I'll still defend Cartoon Network on pulling the plug on it after four seasons because, mm-hmm. you know, if no one's we're declining. If the ratings, yeah. Just yeah, exactly. think four seasons. That's that's a lot of seasons. It is. It had a really good run. I'm glad to see it back. Don't get me wrong. This is really exciting. But, you know, that one, I think, ended in a good place because it still ended while it was good. Mm-hmm. As opposed to the ones that have kept going after everyone leaves and are no longer good to the original. As opposed to Spongebob. There are lots of stories. I guess that one is still kind of going. Or if if we're talking about stories that ended and then got a reboot, we have to talk about heroes. Mm -hmm. Oh. I watched one episode it's original, and I watched all of the new season of the reboot, which is a continuation a ten years later or whatever it was from yeah. the end of the season. And it was like they wanted to bring it back, but with what happened in the original series with the writer's strike. Yeah, because that played a huge part in what happened between seasons one and two. The poor writing of later stuff, it was hard to pull it back from the stigma that Heroes had. Mm. That said, it was good for what it was. The reboot was the the final season or whatever, Heroes Reborn. It was good for what it was. It was just the original, it was hiding, it was fighting to come out from under the shadow that heroes it dug itself into i and, i feel like in some respects you're right about that but it also premiered to really good ratings in the first week and then declined so heavily as it went along i just don't know if I, I don't think people i think it was people weren't expecting it to be a continuation of the story i think they were expecting an entire reboot yeah and that's not what it was it yeah. was a, a continuation as opposed to a reboot. Well, even the title suggests that it would be a reboot. Yeah. And it wasn't. And that's what pe- I think people were expecting and mm-hmm. why it why Reborn fell so flat. Yeah. 
Hmm. I enjoyed it. I watched all the way through. Even the original Heroes, I watched all the way through. The first series I watched on Netflix on my own account. (laughs) (laughs) That's because at the time, all I had was internet and a week before school started in my apartment. So. Right, kitten? You weren't there. Nice. She's talking to her lap again. She, she's cute. Kittens being cute. There's no cat. <laughs> Gone crazy. She's a goddess, and she'd like you to remember that. She's hallucinating. <laughs> Apparently, you can get seven years in prison for playing Pokemon Go in church in Russia. Well, that's. It's Russia. You can get murdered by the state for anything in Russia. That's that's not really news. Yeah, you, you can get murdered for having a rainbow on your shirt in Russia. So yeah. that's true. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But anyway, sorry. I just wanted to break up the conversation. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> get me back on track. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I wonder. I wonder if they're going to bring back other cartoons or shows. The the cartoon side of things is a little bit of an awkward awkward thing. Something like Samurai Jack was able to continue because it was a success initially. The problem with American animation, and I know this is a big issue for you guys up in Canada, because there's just a lot of stuff that's now considered to be lost at this point. Um, If an animation project is deemed as unsuccessful or a flop here in the States, it can be uh, written off uh, for taxes here in, or here in the United States. And I know in Canada, they can do the same thing, except for the source material needs to be destroyed at that point. <laughs> yeah, so, there's a lot of lost media that's happened as a result of that, especially in Canada. Not so much here, but... Oh, shit. Like, there's well, been... it... Wait a second. I just remembered one. Uh, didn't they... Cole, didn't... wasn't there announced that like they were going to reboot Reboot? Yep. Yeah. What happened to that? Uh, mainframe uh, Entertainment went and bought DHX and they put it on hold. <laughs> okay. It's like, sorry, DH, yeah, sorry, DHX the other reboot. way around. But like reboot, man. Yeah, no, keep, I'll, I'll go on to that. Every, one. every single 90s kid knows that. In yeah, no, no, let, let, let Rob finish and then I can go on to my spiel about reboot because there's some, again, got some interesting things that happened with that where it sort of had a pause in between. So yeah, no, finish your thought, Rob, and then I'll go into mine. Yeah. But yeah, so there's a lot of interest in bringing back a lot of these shows, but the problem is, and you know, in Canada, there's not really much hope for this stuff. Here in the States, there is now a legal loophole that's allowed for uh, companies to go and pay out what their uh, uh, tax write-off was to go and resurrect a show. Um, they've tried this a couple of times, but they haven't really been successful so far. So there's always a potential for it, but trying to get animation companies in particular to try to go and overturn a lot of this stuff just becomes very difficult. Like any interest in a uh, sequel or reboot of Cats Don't Dance, you're never going to see it because Turner is never going to pay the amount of money that they need to to go and make that happen. It's just not going to. Because that was a... That was a good show. Who, oh, it was a good movie, yeah. But who, who was that? Who was that by? That wasn't by one of the normal ones. That it was, was Turner by... Animation. Yes, that's right. Yeah. 
Um, and Turner isn't around anymore. Nope, no. They went and liquidated that whole department on there. That was a massive tax write-off as a result of that film's flop. Yeah, man. I can't believe that flopped. That was a good movie. Yeah, I mean, Warner went and bought up the rights to any rebroadcasting on television, uh, as well as some distribution stuff, but God help us. I mean, there's never you're never going to be able to go and do another one of those. Uh, Fern Gully, which wasn't a great success in theaters, but was still successful enough. They did a direct-to-DVD sequel, and they wrote off the whole franchise for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. you're never going to go and see that one redone. Uh, and then some of my favorite shows, uh, Tron Uprising, Motor City, uh, Megas oh, yeah. XLR. Those guys, I mean, they're they're DOA. Like uh, Chris Prynoski, who owns uh, Titmouse Studios, he's been wanting to go and get a reboot of Megas XLR off the ground for a long time. But until Warner Brothers Animation slash Cartoon Network decides to go and pay out their tax write-off on that to go and resurrect it, it's never going to happen. Like, that's a project that's been slated for 10 years now, and it's just... It wasn't a success when it was first airing, and they don't think it'll be a success now. Mm. And I kind of understand it as much as I hate that fact. I want to see more Megas XLR. I want to see more Tron Uprising. I want to see more Motor City. But yeah, I can totally, I totally agree with that. But like, because yeah. Mo- Motor City, I, I watched it, um, and yeah, it's only one season, and I thought it was really good. But like, uh, Motor City. Oh, who the guy who did it? Um, Chris Pranowski. <laughs> yes, uh, did what he went. He just went right into. Uh, um, uh, God, why am I forgetting? Mega uh, Death Clock. No, oh, Metalocalypse. Yeah, that had been yeah. running for a couple of years at that point. Had it? I thought it came out afterwards because I no, feel no, like Metal Metalocalypse. I think was in its third season when Motor City premiered. Really? No. Okay. Oh, I'm serious. Mean, like super recent then, way more recent than I thought. Uh, let's yeah. see, Motor City. I'm gonna look it up right now. Yeah, go for it. Motor City came out in 2012. Okay, shit. And <laughs> see, Rob knows his animation. Metal Rob could be a legal scholar in this. Rob is really uh, depressed with his life choices. Wow. <laughs> Rob is referring to himself as the third person. <laughs> Metalocalypse, um, why does it say final episode date 2012? But well, because that was the final episode of the series, and then they went and did the uh, Doom Clock Requiem, the movie, after that. But they've got episodes, season five is like 2014. So, I don't know, I think they then brought it back and still airing now, too? Like, what? Well, the show's never officially been canceled. Yeah, it's got more. It's got more seasons than I've seen. Ah, that would explain a few things then. Um, yeah, but there's yeah. 61 episodes now. Four seasons. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Um, yeah, because I listening to um, Motor City, like the soundtrack to it is the same soundtrack. It, for it's Brendan Small. <laughs> yeah, it's the same guy. And I, I thought it came before, but it might have came. Yeah, like the yeah. same time. Um, yeah no seriously that's part of why i loved it like the second that i went and saw chris brynoski wait 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 the guy who founded titmouse animation studios 
the guy who produced Freak Nick and Metalocalypse, and Brendan Small, the guy who wrote the music for Metalocalypse, are doing a show about a dystopian future in Detroit with awesome cars, high-end flash animation, and is guaranteed to have an awesome soundtrack. Why yeah. in God's name have the, why have I not heard about this beforehand? Like I saw a trailer for it like a week before it premiered. I was just like, this is automatically the greatest show ever made. Yeah, it's a it's a good show. Uh, it I, really is. I enjoyed it quite a bit. And like it's because the music was heavy and it had it was all about cars and like it was futuristic, kind of crazy out there cars, but Shit, yeah, no, it was all about speed and doing it, and that kind of stuff. So it knew the market that it was playing to. It was smart. The designs all meshed together between the CGI cars and the 2D animated characters. All the lines matched up. The color palette was amazing. Just oh, if, if you haven't watched it yet, watch Motor City. Yeah, it, it goes in the same vein as the other ones of like, uh, um. Megalist, Mega XLR. Uh, yeah. God, when I feel like it, maybe that show was too late. I feel like it would have done better back in like early two thousand, mid thousand. I I feel like in some respects you're probably right on that, and I think part of the problem is it came both too late and too early because too early. that was one of the flagship premieres uh, in animation for Disney XD. I feel like had it come out two or three years later after Gravity Falls came out and Wander Over Yonder uh, started make or started really going, getting some good ratings uh, when Phineas and Ferb went over to Disney XD. Basically, when people started watching Disney XD, I feel like had they thrown that out in the time slot that they did it originally, because they tried to go and approach for an older teen audience going and putting it later at night. We're talking like the you know primetime 9 p.m. slot. Yeah. Had it had a bit more developed uh, schedule at that point, I think it probably would have done better. Same with Tron Uprising, because they didn't really want to see either one of them go. It's just no matter how they shifted the schedule, no matter on what kind of special promotions or uh, marathon time slots they would go and put on for the holidays, they just couldn't get viewership on it. Uh, but it was right after they had rebranded Toon Disney into Disney XD. It wasn't on most cable carriers at the time. It was very hard to go and market it. And in the case of uh, both Motor City and Tron Uprising, because the two of them premiered at the same time, uh, Disney didn't want to go and put that on the main Disney channel to try to go and get some interest in it. They're like, that's eh, a little, both of these are a little too dark for our demographic. We We don't really want to. We made Disney XD for this reason. We want to have this stuff over here instead of having it on our main channel. Yeah. yeah. So I, it, it was poorly supported. And I think it just came out too early is really what killed that one, unfortunately. Hmm. No, because so. I would totally, I would totally like to see that. But I guess, yeah, I, I have no way of thinking like how that would come out. It, in- it's, it's, it's never going to happen for two reasons. Motor City is in a lot of trouble both because it was written off as well as Disney after uh, the cancellation of it went back and sued (laughs) Rynoski because he had, or he made guarantees of returns for merchandising and all that stuff. There were claims made for more material than was ever actually put into motion because there were plans to go and release 
a Motor City soundtrack. There were toy options that were being explored. And none of that stuff ended up coming through. So Prynoski got sued by Disney and Disney won. So, I mean, you're never going to see that partnership work out. Somebody might buy the rights off of them. Uh, if Disney ever decided to go and uh, uh, pay to go and have the title reversed on there <laughs> from the tax write-off, but that's that's the only way that that's going to happen. It's um, that's one, unfortunately, that I think is dead and never coming back. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. But there there is some hope right now for another project that I'm hoping that the rest of you guys have seen, especially Tyler, because I think he'd be totally into this as well. Ooh. Yeah. So we all know Genny Tarkovsky, creator of Samurai Jack, Texture's Lab, producer of a whole bunch of stuff that we grew up with as kids. Uh, back in 2000, I want to say 2012, he premiered another series on Cartoon Network, and it was met initially with good ratings, uh, but then they decided to change up the programming blocks and tried moving it to Saturday mornings, and it was just not a good move. Uh, but Genny Tartakovsky, uh, yeah, Genny Tartakovsky's Symbionic Titan looks like it might be getting a rebirth at this point. The advertising for Samurai Jack drew a lot of blood or uh, grew with a lot of buzz, and the ratings look like it turned out pretty good. We'll see on what the uh, ratings were for the replay. Uh, last Wednesday for the Samurai Jack premiere. But if it proves to be a success, then rumor has it that they'll be going and uh, starting up a season three of Symbionic Titan, and they'll actually finish it off properly this time around. Hmm. So anybody seen that one? No, I don't think so. Symbionic Titan. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't think I've ever heard that. What you 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 need to look it up. I mean, it's not you know when because like I'm trying to think of like after Samurai Jack. I'm uh, Tartakovsky. He didn't. I remember seeing that he was working on like a Viking cartoon. It's going to be about Vikings, and then that never happened. And then I haven't didn't see anything from him until he started working on movies with Sony. Mm -hmm. So like yeah. the. Uh, the uh, uh, Trans uh, Hotel Transylvania. Hotel Transylvania. That's his uh, yep. the second one. And what other movies were? Well, he's also been working on a Popeye movie with Sony. Um, a lot of people don't realize this, but you actually have uh, him to go and thank for a lot of the action scenes in Iron Man One and Two. Really. Yeah, no joke. So you know the whole head visor thing that they show of uh, yeah Tony Stark inside yeah, of the Tony helmet. Stark. Yeah, yeah. His animation company actually went and developed uh, the software and the actual render models for all of that. And Tartakovsky actually went and directed the sequence in Iron Man Two where he's going and flying around. And he's got the drones after him, and then the fight scene in the pit. Hmm. So he's done a lot of movie stuff that you're just not aware of. He kind of yeah, tried to break into live action for a while there, and then now has gone back to animation at this point. He did, he did a he's basically yeah he was uh, he did some cartoon did a bunch of cartoons in the nineties, and then he's just worked in movies for the last while. But it's all been kind of like nothing. Uh, yeah, it, it hasn't been sad or anything. Uh, 
Oh, well, where am I thinking? Just hasn't been really pointed out. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, it seems like he wanted to be a behind-the-scenes guy for a long time. Now, well. But I think you talk, uh, what I remember hearing when I'm reading, reading about Samurai Jack coming back, it was because he was also getting kind of tired of working with Sony a little bit. Because like, with the second movie for Hotel Transylvania, he was like, I'm kind of tired of doing this, of like doing those kind of movies with Sony. Because it was just kind of the same situation over and over again. Yeah, well, I mean, he really got forced to go and... I hate to go and say this, but... He basically got forced to go and make uh, Hotel Transylvania 2 with a script that he wasn't behind, with a promise of getting to do with a Popeye movie after that, and then you had the Sony email, quote-unquote, hack... And then they're like, uh, we really need to pull back on some of these projects here. We're, we're going to have to put this one on a hold on the production slate. And uh, yeah, that's kind of where he's uh, been stuck here. Although he's just agreed to do a Hotel Transylvania 3 uh, in the last year. And then the Popeye movie supposedly is back on the production slate now. So, I mean, who knows? I, I think he is one of the most visionary guys uh, in Hollywood when it comes to TV and film animation, just when it comes to the pure aspect of motion, the storyboarding that went into Samurai Jack. If anybody can find yeah. the old DVDs, there's a great uh, featurette that they did on one episode where they actually storyboarded an entire fight sequence. And it is one of the most beautiful things you've ever watched. You can actually tell that when they were animating it, they basically just went and took their storyboarding and just went and added the most minimal amount of animation between these black and white cells to make it into something. It's such an amazing process that him and his team have. And I'm glad to see that everybody came back for Samurai Jack, this new uh, mini series. Yeah, no, that's the, uh, that uh, DVD extras. Uh, I saw those as well. Um, yeah. I think that's also where he talked about his Viking project that he was working on next. Yeah. It's not anything more. So, yeah. Um, yeah, his, his, yeah, he's got really good storyboards for that kind of action stuff. Uh, who, did anyone, anyone watch the new episode of Samurai Jack? Me! Just you and me? How, how about the other two haven't said anything for a while? I missed it, unfortunately. And uh, I forgot. I wasn't quite sure when it was on, and I missed recording it, so internet. I could watch it. So yeah, so I got. I still have to step back and go watch it. it on it was on it was on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Well, I missed it, mm-hmm. and you missed the replay on Wednesday. Yep. We even have yep. cable. I just dream everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, Rob, since you watched it, uh, mm-hmm. how did you like? And talking about storyboards and like the way action happened, what did you? I felt it was different in the way that they did do their action and stuff, in in the sense that they were doing new kind of unique techniques that I don't remember really seeing that much before. I, you know, 
this is kind of an interesting thing because I decided to go on Marathon, the original series again, leading up to this because it's all on Hulu and that's awesome. Uh, <laughs> and I will say, I largely agree with you. Yeah. Like, there's definitely the telltales. You can definitely tell that this is still a Tartakovsky project yeah. because there's a certain way that the motions are set up in there that really is unique to his particular craft. It's very different in that respect, but I will say the anime, or, uh, this is where it's kind of tough because it's, it's not like it's the, God, the action kind of... was toned down from what it was before. It's still well, had, oh, I, oh, I don't know if it's like that. Well, well, it, not like what was going on in the sequences, but I think that they're benefiting from number one, Definitely a much larger animation budget than what they had before. Yeah, and number two, technology changes from what it what her from what they were working with back then, because that was one of the early Cartoon Network series where they were using computer animation rather than going and doing hand drawn sets and then transposing them to a computer. So. In the original series, there was a little bit... I, I don't want to use this word because it really doesn't portray it properly, but there's a very limited animation about it with the way that it or with the way that everything moved. And it was almost a little bit choppy, but that was part of the charm behind the original. No, I, I got you. I yeah, this one here, about. it was much more fluidly animated. There were completely that were being, or I should say, uh, there were complete shots that were being done almost more like a Hollywood film this time around. Yeah. Uh, with the way that the motion was set up. And what's kind of weird with that kind of animation is it actually slows it down. It brings it down a little bit. Like, if you watch the original Powerpuff Girls, for example, you'll notice that they used very limited animations there to go and create the sense of speed and power as the girls were flying through the air and when they were punching something and how they would bring things back and slow it down. Once again, another project that uh, Tartakovsky worked on. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this time around, because the animation was being done so much more fluidly, they were going and playing it in, I won't say in any sort of realistic fashion, but it was definitely more grounded in the way that the animation was moving and flowing together in the process. And it made for something really cool. In addition to the darker storytelling that's going on, I feel like it also brought you a little bit more into it than the original did. I'm not just watching Jack's journey like I was beforehand. Now I'm feeling it in a different way. I don't know if you feel the same way on that, but I, the ch small changes to the animation, I felt like really brought it a good modern feel and a much more impactful design. Um, I always say, like, for action-wise, I felt it was more, I want to say, gory. Mm -hmm. It was um, definitely more visually intense. Yeah. Because all that lot. And then, yes, there was, it was less choppy. Like, there were uh, certain, like, cuts and transitions that weren't uh, hard cuts and hard transitions like it always was. Like, it would be lots of the original fight scenes where it would cut to something and then you'd see Jack slash. And then it'd yeah. cut another scene and he'd slash. But in this one, it was a whole lot more, yeah, fluids and things moving. And then it would, like, I'm thinking of, like, the bike scene where it, like, jumps up and then the border 
they did a lot more with borders now too. Like they're, um, I don't like know if I'd agree with, with that so much because that was something they were um, really keen on in the original. They're doing it like no, they did have borders before. That was always like the way they'd cut to that. But I feel like they're doing different techniques with borders this time. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's it's still they're still using the same things they used before, but now they're using them slightly different and adding things to them. So. Uh, yeah, it, it, it seems, and it makes it more fluid, and it's not as hard cut and choppy. Okay, um, so you mean the, like how they're using it as a more active approach versus before, where they were using it, I think, more to save on animation and whatnot. It's more of a passive design to the animation. Yeah, no, it's it's like it's more more clearly intentional to uh, uh, make the viewer look at a certain spots uh, and look at it at a certain way, opposed to before, where it was like giving it more that edgy look where yeah we're like cut to the scene and he would slash in this direction um they also did a lot of stuff where well no because they did other border stuff where it'd be like going from full screen to um wide screen and it would try it changes the scope of it in certain aspects so like i feel like they're i feel like they're playing around with that stuff a whole lot like differently than they used to if that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah no I, I i get where you're coming from yeah so i feel like it's the same but clearly different but like different in that they stepped away from it and they came back to it with what they now know and they're like we can do these things much better mm-hmm. as it is with a lot of projects i've ever worked with myself which is like I, I do something and then I come back to it like two or three years later and I'm like, wow, these, are, you learn stuff over time and you just kind of look at it and you're like, I kind of did this way and this way. And like, I can do this in such a quicker, easier way than I did before that will look so much better. And just from learning different techniques uh, than what I had before. Uh, that's a big thing with like props and stuff. And Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know that feeling. Like, working on something, it's just like I look back at my old stuff and I'm like, well, I did that this way, but I can just do that same thing much quicker in a different process now and bang out some props that I used to spend so much time on, um, or make props now that before seemed really daunting that I would never touch, but it's just like, oh, now I can just do it this way, and then boom, it's done. It's it's like it's changed the degree of it quite a bit. Hmm. So, but yeah, no, I, I don't know. First, I've only seen only one episode's been out. Not hard to say what to expect, but that is another thing to say is that, uh, yeah, this seems to be a whole lot more. I want to say adult. Like it seems like it's definitely. It, I would definitely well, say it's more mature. You learn things as you grow up. <laughs> yeah. And the, the process of learning how to do things, next time you'll do it a whole lot better. Yeah. Quicker, faster. Yeah, yeah. Bigger. Learning. Retention yeah. of information. So yeah, shit, that's that. Uh, I don't know if we want to keep talking about that. I don't know. Can we, can we go and talk about one one real horrible, horrible thing? We, we talked about Teen Titans Go, but there's there's an even worse offender for reboots 
Relaunches. Oh shit! I was supposed uh-huh. to talk about reboot. Um, ah, yes. So reboot. That was another one that was like, as they, as we said, reboot was supposed to be rebooted. Uh, that one was. <clears throat> that was a milestone of a show. Um, that's that's was, an understatement. There. <laughs> <clears throat> How is that an understatement to call it a mild? A mild uh, understatement. A mild. Um, never mind. Mild milestone. I'm, I call it a cute. milestone. It is a milestone in TV. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I don't I'm know how that's an thing. understatement, Cole. <laughs> uh, sorry, sorry, my mind is being weird. Okay, sure, that's what it. How so, how long have you been awake, Cole? Because not as long as I usually am. Uh-huh. Right. I woke up early. <laughs> how early was that, Cole? Nine. <laughs> oh, okay. I have oh. you beat. I, I woke up at eight. To... My alarm went off at eight. I woke up. I checked my okay. devices. Rolled over. Went back to sleep till noon. Well, I've done that. Stop! Before. Stop! I just worked a twelve-hour yeah. shift. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, I uh, with with a um, reboot. It was the first um, scripted thirty-minute uh, TV show that was done completely in CGI. So there were like CGI shorts and stuff before that that were on TV, but this is the first one that was like a scheduled 30-minute TV show that had seasons and every episode was CGI, 100% CGI. Canadian TV show, another thing, there's another one. Um, That one, they had a whole bunch of episodes and they would just have those on rerun the entire time. And I would watch that when I was young and it was just always reruned. It was on syndicate after that um, to the point where they actually it got popular again from always being on reruns that they then started pumping out new seasons of it. Because I remember watching every I would have I can't even remember when it was just uh, it came out in 95 or something Mm -hmm. Um, somewhere somewhere in that ballpark. I. So I like with my age, it was it was one of the shows that was always on TV. I don't remember when it started airing. It was just always on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was kind of weird to to have a show that was oh, had always been on TV that I never really saw new episodes because they were always just rerun episodes. And then all of a sudden, boom, they're coming out with new episodes. And not only do these new episodes like finish like uh start this kind of crazy journey of stuff that instantly like sets it up to have a time skip and then uh they make it more um intense where like it was gritty uh, uh what the two characters uh get stuck in the if you know reboot two characters get stuck in the video game and then they're just stuck out there forever and then they come back like uh, adults and they're all, like all hardcore and have like guns and gruff voices and hot bodies and, and stubble beards, <laughs> stubble beards and missing an eye that's like a like a pointer. So it's basically a young nubile child that's ten years old gets trapped in a video game and then comes back and he's fucking Cable. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> he looks like Cable. That's like the only way to describe yeah, it. Yeah, it's true. Actually, it's really funny. And his friend that he met, a uh, girl who's and like the dog, uh, and, the, and his dog looks just and like his him. dog. <laughs> and, and the girl that he somehow rescued from a video game and became a character. 
she leaves with him and she comes back and she's a smoking hot babe and they're like uh there he has a bike and stuff and it's just like oh man so and then ran through that the entire time and that's when that it got more intense like it started having a super overarching story because before that every episode was its own entitled episode and it was kind of um kind of innocent it, and then after that time skip episodic series <laughs> yeah and after that well and then after that um every yeah every episode was its own thing but then after the time skip and the new seasons all the stories were just it was one continuous story so it led one into the other which mm-hmm. again changed its whole style for it so not only did they change the uh, episode structure in the sense, but they changed a whole bunch of characters. They made it, it was way more gritty after that. So it was like mm-hmm. it was more younger, um, younger, older child, younger teen TV mm-hmm. shows. It was like if you're 10 years old, you'd watch it. But then when they kind of uh, changed all the episodes and added the new seasons, it went into the more preteen era where like if you're 13 to 16 you'd probably enjoy this way more because yeah it made it more gritty it took a character who was lost at one time and sacrificed himself turns out he wasn't dead he was just in the web and then you learn that and then they transport through different computers and meet different things and they go on like on a questing adventure and it was just like yeah no i got uh, all trying to get back to the mainframe <laughs> yeah the original place where they're from. And so it turned, it turned into the kind of plot that you get from your typical sci-fi TV show mm-hmm. where, I, I don't know. Did you, did you, did you watch reboot? John, I, uh, or, uh, Rob? <laughs> I did. I did. And actually that's one of my favorite, uh, it, it's one of my favorite stories because number one, that was the first Canadian animation that I was able to identify you know down the road because you know when clearly i'm an animation nut i love looking into the history of different shows producers all that kind of stuff when i found out number one that that was a canadian production my mind was blown because well much like american animation there's some real duds that go and come out of canada yeah Yeah, i definitely are the two Uh, they're the least consistent countries when it comes to the quality of animation because it's either really good or really god awful that was just the Canada, first good Canada example I found. known for having not very good TV in the sense of like, it, we got we got really shitty stories and like books. We got kind of really bad TV. Um, but it's like, there are some genres like sci-fi. We are really good at sci-fi. Oh, I would definitely um, agree with that. If you look at a lot of like sci-fi TV shows, um, Majority of them are going to Stargate. Woo! Majority of them are going to have at the very bottom, like the credits, is going to be like New Zealand and Canada are like yep, the two yep. supportings for all that. So, yeah, we're really good at sci-fi, and what the hell is the other one we're really good at for TV? Can't remember. It's, I'm drawing a blank. I don't know. Well, you 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 think about that, but but you don't really get to claim Vancouver because Vancouver is just L.A. North. <laughs> oh yeah. Just saying. Weird movies like that. <laughs> yeah, I, we're, let's let's not go into that side of things. We could Vancouver spend is its own thing. You don't get to claim it. You could have Montreal. Yay, get in Vancouver. I, I feel I feel like that's just kind of a vacuous area where there's no real border around it. But that's that's a whole other thing. Yeah. But. Yeah, uh, Reboot's kind of a weird one because 
I had seen it in reruns for two or three years because it was syndicated all over the place. It was a big enough hit that, number one, it didn't get written off in Canada like we were talking about before and how often that happens. Uh, but it was syndicated a whole bunch of different places. And when Cartoon Network started really pushing their Toonami block, it found its way on there and garnered the highest ratings that the show had ever had. And it was just because even though Cartoon Network has different programming internationally between Cartoon Network US, Cartoon Network UK, Cartoon Network, the various South America facilities, Toonami was being broadcast across all of them just in different languages. So Reboot suddenly had a consistent airtime and airplace. The ratings were bigger than it was when it first premiered. And Mainframe Entertainment, the Canadian government, and Warner Television, who had just purchased Cartoon Network, we're all like, we would like to see some more of this. Can we make this happen? And of course, everybody said yes, except for the voice of Bob. The only voice actor that did not return for the second and third season. Yeah. Although I shouldn't say that. He did return for a two episode stint or maybe longer than two episodes. But they even made a it's like the first meta joke in television. He looks like Bob. Or he looks. Or he looks more like Bob. He's not. Or, uh, he looks more like Bob. He acts more like Bob. He even sounds more like Bob. Because there's a point where there's two Bobs in the show. I, I'm not yes. going to spoil what's yes. going on there. Yes. But they got yeah. the original voice actor back to play yeah. that Bob <laughs> for like two or three episodes. It was great. It was hilarious. Right, I think I've mentioned this before, and I think Tyler knows exactly what I'm going to mention now. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I'm actually about two steps away from the voice actor that did Bob. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I hate you. Yeah, two degrees of separation away from uh, from the, that voice actor. My roommate's, I think it was either step-uncle or uncle. Yeah, I think it was step-uncle. Was Bob. Canada. Small place. <laughs> but not really. <laughs> and Optimus Prime, I think. It is the lar- Canada is the largest. No, Optimus small Primal. Place. Sorry, it was Optimus Primal. Oh, fucking Optimus Primal! Shit. Oh, yeah. Yep. Well, that was also <laughs> mainframe entertainment. I, I've got the I've got to everything here because they changed names a couple of times. Although it's weird because they've never actually gone under. So I don't know. I can't explain it. But reboot they did from uh, 1994 to 2001. Uh, then you went and had Beast Wars that yes. they went and did after that. Well, wow, partially that during so that, but yeah. yeah. God damn it. That yeah. Then the first attempt at a Max Steel series on Kids WB. Max Steel. Uh, yeah, I know. It's a, it's a comic book franchise that nobody cared about, that they turned into a TV show that nobody cared about, that they turned back into another comic series, which nobody watched. cared about, which got turned into another television animation that nobody cared about, that got turned into a movie that literally nobody watched. Steel. Just, oh, just, man. No, I never. God, I never watched that. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, it's, you'll never know. I, uh, then I they did. I, I think I've seen some stuff from it recently. Well, the the movie did just come out last year, although it was in production for I think five years before it actually came out. Like they had finished it three and a half years ago, and just never premiered it because it's like this is bad. We we cannot let this come out. We need to wait for a soft a soft weekend and just go and liquidate this and hope we make some money back. Mm. They did not. 
Uh, but yeah, that's uh, I'm not going to talk about Max Steel anymore. Like the fact that I know anything about it is depressing to me. Uh, then something called Weirdos that I've never even heard of, and it didn't even survive a whole year on Fox Family. Uh, then Beast Machines, and then almost that was a good. Every- dude. I remember that show. I, that was an interesting one. That was another one where they took kind of a. There was a, a lot of trend. There was a lot of Transformer shows in the nineties. <laughs> yeah, no, there definitely, definitely were. That was kind of a weird one because they just—it was a sequel to Beast Wars, but they made oh, it yeah. really dark. Yeah, that's right. Um, it was not it's... not very well received. Um, but I yeah, then that uh, basically the same TV show. Like it was just the second because that was like. Uh, Beast Machines was when they were no longer on Earth. They yeah, they got to, back to Cybertron. Yeah, and so it all takes place there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was that was an interesting one. Then they did a whole bunch of movies, um, most of which go and fall under the Casper or Barbie licenses. A uh, couple of Hot Wheels things. And then they went and changed name in 2007 to Rainmaker Entertainment and have done pretty much just just Barbie movies, uh, the fourth open season movie, and, oh, here's a fun one, Ratchet and Clank. (gasps) They did Ratchet and Clank? They did Ratchet and Clank. Wow. It's weird. I'm surprised you didn't know that, Tyler. No, because, like, that was... Huh. Yeah. They've also done now a couple I, of other things with, you know, loose credits, but not completely done by them. So, yeah. Well, now speaking of Jack, of, of um, Ratchet and Clank, I have to look onto my favorite of, uh, because as you, as you probably know, Robert, um, mm-hmm. what was it? Um, there was the competition in the 90s or I suppose in the early 2000s for the, the mascot of the PlayStation 2. Mm-hmm. And Ratchet and Clank were weren't one such uh, were one such um, w- what's the word um, candidates candidate while uh, while another one was Sly Fox uh, Sly was, Cooper Sly Cooper mm-hmm. sorry well while uh, my preferred one that I liked Jack was Jack and Daxter yeah wasn't well, that was because it was it was the one before that which was Crash Bandicoot mm-hmm. Because he was the mascot for it for all through the Yeah, for the PlayStation. Yeah. Yeah, for the PlayStation. Um, and I guess through those three, basically, I, they sort of just all became mascots for PlayStation 2. I don't think anyone, any one of them were ever really defined as being more of that. Shit, they even have their a game that's all three of them together. Yeah, but no, yeah, I was just trying to figure out who it was that uh who the developer for was when it was Naughty Dog. I forgot about that. Naughty yeah. Dog is Jack and Daxter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um although apparently also Ready at Dawn helped at some point. High Impact Games helped in 2009, Nihilistic Software in 2011 and Mass Media Inc for 2012 to 2013. Sure. 
Mm-hmm. I'm just looking at yeah. that for some strange reason. I was just curious because sure. I keep forgetting. Because Naughty, what else is Naughty Dog made? I, I recognize that name a lot. <laughs> what else is not <laughs> everything people love right now? Yeah. Um, there's lots of there's there's a little game called Uncharted they made. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, yeah. oh yeah, it's Uncharted. Uh, yeah. What about that other one? It's like the oh, the God, last of uh, the last of something. Last yeah. of me, the last of you, last of us. Us, yeah. There we go. <laughs> I don't know. Probably, probably was it. Probably was some kind of flop. Doesn't it's not yeah, yeah not yeah. popular at all. Yeah. No. All right. All right. Uh, just to go and wrap up this thing with uh, Mega Studios, all of that stuff. Um, just because we were talking about uh, reboot there. Uh, did go and look this up here. Uh, Rainmaker Studios, they had slated for Reboot the Guardian Code uh, to come out in 2017. Right now, it is currently in the, quote, in-development sector and is looking at a 2019 release date. So, hmm. probably going to be a while. If ever. Hmm. Yeah. So, I don't know. It, stuff sits there forever, and then all of a sudden, it's... Like think of think of all the other stuff that is was there and is now currently a thing. It's, it seems like right now these couple of years, it's all the stuff is that was seemed far in the distance that would never happen is happening. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's why. What, what the fuck was it? Cole one time asked questions like, "What video games did you want come out that never that ended up not coming out?" And what I was thinking about is like, well. Most I've never really thought about video games that I wanted to come out that didn't because uh, I've never really looked forward to that. I always had this situation where it was a video game that I played when I was younger and I just wanted to come back. And so I had a ton of lists of those. Guess what? That list has like diminished to nothing because all those video games that I wanted to come back <laughs> have all come back. And it's just like, well, shit, I don't know. What, I, I, I know there's, know. yeah, because, um, I remember Crash Bandicoot's getting redone, and I know you're gonna freaking buy that as soon as it comes out. Uh, Crash Bandicoot, I don't know. Um, no, Crash Team Racing. Boom, that's one that's still on my list. <laughs> it came back with Crash Team Racing. I would fucking get that. I would mm-hmm. get that. I remember because that was the game you always wanted to play whenever Everyone people would come to play. visit. That's still a yeah, game you're, you want to play. Yeah, it still is an awesome game. Um, man, it was it was the st- it was the same standard like. It it was all it was pretty much just a copy though of Mario Kart, pretty um, much because like even the no. battle mode was like three balloon like the three balloon standard and all that. I, I would say that it was their you know it was their competition. competition. It, but, yeah. yeah, yeah. There wasn't a, well back then. Was there really a whole lot of racing games? There like were. I mean, we forget about this, but. Uh-huh. There were a lot of them over the years. Just Mario Kart's one of the few really prominent, successful ones that's managed to stick around. I think partially yeah. because there was such a lush of those games that were out, and none of them were really that memorable, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, it really you took got the arcade like, ones with the special arcade booths, but yeah. Yeah, so I mean, you have yeah, those. not including not, not even the yeah, yeah yeah not even including those like yeah no uh, there there were millions of them that were out especially during the uh, Super Nin- or the NES Super Nintendo era um, PlayStation didn't have a great start to all that it was really only when Gran Turismo came out that there started to be some interest in you know high end racing games and whatnot 
Um, no, but even it, then, you didn't really attract like the Mario Kart crowd or anything like that. It was never really a party game. It was more of a challenge. It was a physics racer. Yeah. So no, games no. like Crash Team Races or uh, Racers, that was something that really worked for them. And then Twisted Metal came out. Oh, and yeah. even though that is a completely different kind of thing, it's like, oh, okay, okay, unique racing games work. Um, generic racing games, not so much. Eh, I wouldn't say the generic racing games are... But They've sort of died out. Like <laughs> I, I look at it now and I think of what generic racing games there are, like a racing yeah. game. And it's basically every platform has one. Yeah. Uh, so you got Project Gotham. No, Project Gotham's not even. Um, what is it? It's Forza for Xbox and there's Sony another one from Forza, is, or or is it just an offshoot of the same brand of the same? No, brand? no. Uh, what's what's the one for Sony? What's Sony's one? Um, well, I mean, it used to be Gran Turismo, and then they tried. No, it is still Gran Turismo. It's still Gran yeah. Turismo. There's a new Gran yeah. Turismo coming out this year. Yeah, yeah, because um, Drive Club so, was such a disaster. Yeah, so it's Forza yeah, Gran Turismo, for man. Xbox and Gran Turismo for Sony, and that's yeah. like it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's well, some on Steam. What was that one that? Cost. What was the one that just came out? That just it was the what? It was for Xbox, and they showed it at the Microsoft uh, thing at E3. Oh, you talking yes. about the Forza Horizons? That's what it was. Okay, that yeah, was Forza. so. It was just a for, it was just a Forza. Yeah, okay. still Forza. Yeah, Forza, not Forza. Yeah. Forza. 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 It is Forza. Okay, I thought it was yeah. Forza. No Forza. Forza. Okay. Practice your Italian. No You're Italian, Cole. Oh man, I'm looking up the Beast Machines, and uh, I just got a one of the top ones. Is one of the ones I had. I had a bunch of these. Man, I had a whole bunch of Transformers when I was young. I'm just realizing this. Yeah, <laughs> I I had the. Um, I'm pretty sure I had. The I guess McDonald's also had a bunch of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I, I remember I had, I had the Cheetah Deluxe. Tell which one is this one? Uh, deluxe thrust. Yeah, that's what she said. <laughs> it, it looks like uh, a bee. it looks like a bee, but then it transforms into like a bike. Huh. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll share the picture. But in any case, though, um, is there anything else that we want to talk about for the games? No, I I, I think we just wrap this thing up here. Like yeah, I think yeah. Not that anybody is going to care about this, but for us recording right now, it is eleven fifteen on the West Coast and twelve fifteen in Canada land. So even though we're stuck in the void, we probably need sleep. Some of us have work in the morning. Yeah. In any case, though, um, so let's just briefly, really quickly then, switch over and talk about the upcoming conventions for this oh, week. Yes. Let's. Once I can find the right tab. There, there we are. go. All righty. If you, of course, are you... If, Take of time. course, if you are... <laughs> of course, if you are attending any of these conventions in this coming weekend, make sure you, as always, make sure you stay safe, have fun, and as always, follow the t- 11 rules of con. So let's starting off, we have rules Anime Japan. What? Rules of con. Yeah, let's just, just drop the number. Yeah, nah. just, just the rules of con. Yeah, rules it of works. Con. The rules of con. The rules of con. I do my way. Oh! 
call. Call. Okay. We'll start off with Anime Japan in Tokyo, Japan. Really? Then we'll go. Yes. For once, it's actually when it says Japan, it's actually in Japan. Jeez. Miracles, miracles. Right, then, we have, apocalypse. <laughs> then we have manga com- uh, comic convention and let's bring uh Leipzig, germany leipzig 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 whatever i believe it's leipzig whatever uh the it's either e or e or i l-e-i-p-z-i-g leipzig yeah okay close enough uh Kelowna <laughs> fan expo with Expo spelled with a K-P-O. I think. Maybe someone's just really stupid on this website. But anyway. Kelowna. Uh, in British. Uh, Kelowna, B.C. Then we have Agicon in Bryan, Texas. Animatic. Animatic Con in Cincinnati, Ohio. You okay there? It's not like you're having a stroke, man. I mean, I'm reading this chart. It is. Oh, it is animatic. Animatic. Why the? Why did I read that so bad? I don't know. You haven't been drinking. Yeah, I'm sober. Um, Then we have Collective Con in Jacksonville, Florida. Colorado Anime Fest in Denver, Colorado. Con Nichiwa. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> oh the I one thing laughed, that he pronounces I... right. Konnichiwa. Oh my that, god, that's, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. I'm pretty sure we said this exact same thing a year ago. Probably. Oh, you might be right. And anyway, this is two... a year. Just like bring it <laughs> roughly a year ago. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, this is in Tucson, Arizona. Then we have Conbust in Northampton, Maryland. I think that's M.A. Yes, you are correct. I'm right. Then we have Evil, Evil Con, with an e, extra E on there, in Evansville, Indianapolis. Because Evansville, uh, E-Hill. Whatever. Uh, Mid-South Con in Memphis, Tennessee. <laughs> okay, Mid-South, okay. Uh, then we have Star City Anime in Roanoke, Virginia. No. Roanoke. Roanoke. Virginia. It is Virginia. Why is yeah. it VA? Anyway. I that was New because it starts with V and ends with A. Virginia. Oh. <laughs> Tennessee doesn't end with an N. But anyway. Tennessee. I, it, it, it's. It, but it's in the middle. Yes. So. Whatever. Um, Animarathon. Wait, what other state starts with V? Virgin Islands? Is Virgin Islands a state? Vermont. Oh. It's, Vermont. It's, not a, it's not a state, but yeah, it's uh, still got a shipping code. <laughs> yeah, Virginia. Vermont. And a marathon in Bowling Green, Ohio. Anicon in Anison, Alabama. Paris Manga and Sci-Fi Show in Paris, France. And there was going to be anime and pop culture convention in Wheaton, Illinois, but unfortunately that was canceled. And then moving on to the comic con- uh, Comic-Cons, we have Constance in uh, Milpitas, California, Bangor Comic and Toy Con in Bangor, where the fuck is that, me? Maine. It is Maine. Yeah. 
Okay. Then collect. <laughs> uh, then we have Heroes and Villains Fan Fest in Rosemont, Illinois. And that is everything. So, of course, if you are attending any of the cons, make sure you stay safe, have fun, and as always, follow the rules of con. See, that doesn't sound as good. Follow the 11 rules of con. There you no, go. No, no, no. no. You see, you're, you're doing it wrong. You, you, got, you got to put the emphasis in it. Yeah, go, go and say by following the rules of. Following the rules of con! I hate you all. <laughs> <laughs> We didn't even rehearse that. Ladies and gentlemen, this is what I have to deal with. Now, of course... What's the lazum? (laughs) I did not say lazum. I said ladies and gentlemen. That's not what we heard. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Considering I'm pretty sure that at least one of us has been playing Grand Theft Auto the entire time we've been recording. Not I. I've been shopping on Amazon. Uh, I was sanding things. Now, anyways, once again, this is going out to all of you guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Check us out on iTunes, where hopefully every Monday we keep that up to date. Sometimes we get a little bit behind, but but life gets in the way. Mm -hmm. And, of course, if you can always help us out over there by giving us a five-star review, we'll greatly appreciate it. And, of course, we have our legacy archives over on SoundCloud, so you can check that out as well. We are also on YouTube with all our multimedia products, uh, projects, including some old podcast episodes, and we're hoping to have some new ideas launching there very, very soon, including Civ and a couple other video games. Uh, please hit us up on Twitter at Soccer Rangers and our email, SoccerRangersPodcast at gmail.com, and of course, our Facebook page, Soccer Rangers Podcast. It's going to be a great, um, it's, gonna, it's been a great season so far. Do you guys agree? For the most part. Yeah. I mean, yeah. other than the lazins that aren't listening in, but, you know. Ah, those lazins. Lazins. All the lazins. <laughs> and, of course, we'll hope you'll join us for the rest of the season and, and beyond. And, of course, we are doomed updating every Monday. Take care, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.